we need to ban transgender surgery at all ages. Thank you for joining me. My name is Victor Nieves. This is the Victor Nieves Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about exactly that. I do not believe that transgender surgery should be legal at any age. Now, I think we should all, especially if you're a conservative, we should all be able to agree upon the basic idea that transgender surgery should not be provided to children. You know, chemical or even physical castration to children, it does happen from time to time in the United States. Liberals will try to tell you that this is something, a fiction of our imagination, something that literally never happens. We know that that's not true. We have examples, concrete examples of young women getting hysterectomy surgeries, double mastectomy surgeries, you know, irreparable damage is being done to these these poor, innocent children. They're being prescribed drugs like Lupron, if not Lupron itself, which, if you don't know by now, those drugs are, are literally chemical castration drugs. The children who go through so-called HRT, hormone replacement therapy, many of them are sterile for the rest of their lives, permanently alters their bone density, their, their muscular structure. So we know the negatives that come along with giving a child HRT and, you know, these different castration drugs or physically castrating them. We know that that's a problem, and, and I think we can all agree there. My question is, why would we let anyone do that. You understand? I mean, it's so tremendously terrible. Let me, let me frame my position with an analogy. Say that you're a doctor, and you have someone who comes to you, and they are clearly mentally ill. You know for a fact. You see this individual, and you know for a sure, I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know for sure, for a fact, that this is an individual with a severe mental illness. They're not in a good state of mind. And they come to you and they say, hey, doc, I hate myself. I don't want to live anymore. I feel like I'm, you know, my body is wrong. I'm, I'm trapped in the wrong body. I, what I need you to do is I need you to cut off my left leg. Should we allow that in society? Yes or no? Some people might say yes, the more libertarian folks. They might say yes. I think that's somewhat of an indefensible position. I think it's terribly immoral from, for one, just from a, a doctoral perspective. A doctor swears, you know, the Hippocratic Oath. They say, we're not going to do any harm. Well, how, <laughs> how is it not harm to take someone's arm and chop it off? How is it not doing someone harm, especially when they're not in a sound state of mind? I'm not talking about some lady who's, you know, just in her 50s and she thinks, yeah, no, I want to have a, a tummy tuck or I want to have some, some liposuction or maybe Botox or something like that, a nose job. I'm not talking about something minor and small and, and totally cosmetic. We're talking about completely demolishing somebody's organs. We're talking about irreparable damage, completely destroying and removing entirely healthy parts of the human body, why would we allow someone who is clearly not in a good, sound state of mind to go to a doctor and do that? I would argue, I would posit to everyone listening, that that's one of the most immoral ideas I've ever heard of. People say, well, we need freedom, right? You should have the freedom to just completely mutilate your own body. I suppose... I mean, I can't stop you. It's not like I'm going I'm, to, well, if I, if I can, I'm probably actually going to try because I'm a decent human being. But if, you're, if you go crazy one day and you want to just chop off your arm with a hacksaw, I probably can't stop you. I, I don't want you to do that. And, and if I can stop you, I'm going to try and talk you out of it or something. But at the end of the day, yeah, sure, I guess you have the freedom to chop off your own arm. But what moral society would say, yeah, let's allow our doctors 
to go and chop off your arm for you. Why would it be any different when it comes to your penis, your vagina, or your breasts? The answer is it's not. You know, somebody once told me, we have to have the freedom to allow people to do this. If freedom, listen, if freedom is defined by the ability to chop off one's own penis, I think it's time that we start rethinking some things. Is that the freedom that you think our forefathers dreamt of? When John Hancock, he signed so famously at the bottom of the Declaration of Independence, real big so King George could see it, he pledged his life, his honor, his fortune, everything that he had, he signed that off. It was essentially his own death certificate because he had a dream that this land would be free. Do you think that that is the freedom that he had in his head? When, when he imagined generations down the road, do you think that he would have been okay with a society where we allow mentally ill people to step into a doctor's office and chop off their penis? No. Is that the freedom that those boys who stormed the beaches of Normandy, is that the freedom that they fought and died for? No. Freedom for the sake of freedom isn't necessarily always a good thing. And listen, I am a big proponent of freedom and liberty and etc. But total freedom, complete and total freedom is just anarchy. We have liberty in the United States. Oftentimes we say we're free. Yes, we are free to an extent. But we also give up certain freedoms to live in a civilized moral society. We say, okay, you know, there are certain things that if you do this, there's a consequence. We're going to prevent you to the best of our ability from doing certain things. That's part of living in a moral society. You know, the founding fathers, John Adams, for example, John Adams very famously said that this constitution is for a moral and upright people. To any other, it's wholly inadequate. What makes you think that this constitution was written for a group of people that would chop off their own penises? The answer is it really wasn't. That's not the freedom that our forefathers had in mind. And if that's the hill that you need to die on, metaphorically, of course, if that's the thing, that you say this, I am staking this territory, we need to make sure that grown men can chop their penises off. Why? What's the benefit? What is the socially redemptive value of allowing men to do that to themselves? Is society better for it? Every time somebody chops off their penis, I, get we, I guess we just what? We get a little bit better as a, as a society? No, there is no benefit to this. There's no benefit in any way, shape, or form. It's something that's terrible. It's an abomination. It's the destruction of an innocent human being. And really, if we actually care, if we're moral people and we care and we're virtuous and etc., shouldn't we protect these people? They're clearly not in a sound state of mind. This is a mental illness, gender dysphoria. Transgenderism as a whole is a mental illness. I don't even like to refer to people as transgender. There's no such thing. You can identify as whatever. That doesn't mean it's true. You're not actually transgender, you, you cannot change your gender. You're a transvestite. If you're a guy and you dress up like a girl, you think you're, that doesn't matter. You're still a transvestite. There's no such thing as actually being transgender. These are individuals with compounding mental illness, one of the highest rates of suicidality we've ever seen, higher rate of suicidality, by the way, than Jews in the Holocaust, than blacks in the deep south at the peak of slavery, higher than any group we've ever seen, with the exception of paranoid schizophrenics. They have one of the highest rates of mental comorbidities. They have other issues like depression, anxiety, etc. What makes you think that it's good to have a, a grown man who's in that situation go to the doctor 
and tell them that he needs his penis cut off. We should be banning this for everybody. It's a good start to ban it for children, but we really ought to ban it for everybody. There's no one in the entire country that should go through this. And by the way, before somebody says, but isn't that the treatment plan? It's a pretty garbage treatment plan because it doesn't actually change anything. You Remember, I mentioned suicidality rates. They don't actually change. You can look at the Swedish study, the largest study, the most long-term study ever, ever uh, conducted on this particular issue. In a country, Sweden, that has, you know, all the left, they talk about how the United States has these oppressive gender roles, far more egalitarian society, meaning that they don't, they don't enforce gender roles nearly the way that we do here, a far more accepting society, yet even the Swedish study, the largest one ever conducted, came to the same conclusion that, yeah, these people, after they have the transition surgery, top surgery, bottom surgery, all that stuff, even after that, the suicidality is virtually the same. The same percentage of people want to kill themselves. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't actually help them in any way, shape, or form. They're still suicidal. They still have depression. They still hate the person they see in the mirror. That's terrible. That's tragic. They need to get help, but help is not cutting their penis off. They still have all of those issues, but now they have mutilated genitalia. And if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty, actually, let's do that for just a second. Fair warning, if you happen to be um, you know, a child or something like that, or you have children, maybe you're listening in the car or whatever, heads up, th this is going to be a slightly gross conversation. Have you ever looked into the specifics of how transgender surgery is actually conducted, what it's actually like? You know, it's, it's, it's operated in the dark. We don't really hear about this. We don't talk about it. There's a really good reason that nobody talks about this procedure. It's one of the most horrifying things that I've ever heard of in my entire life. For example, if a man goes in for what they refer to as vaginoplasty, where he has an artificial vagina installed, it's not that they just snap their fingers and poof, bada bing, bada boom, the dude's got a vagina. That's not how this works. They have to go and slice his genitals to pieces. In some cases, they literally take the penis, they invert it, shove it inside, they have to carve out all of your innards to make a fake vagina. It is the most horrible thing. People end up having, you know, pubic hair growing inside of the fake vagina because the human body, the male body, is not meant to have a hole there. Essentially what they have is this infection-prone scab that looks more like an axe wound than it does a vagina that the human body tries to close. It, your, your brain thinks that it is a wound. They have to actually go in and dilate this fake vagina, this axe wound between these guys' legs. They have to go in and dilate them every day, every week, for a long period of time. They have to go and crank that thing open. Because otherwise, the human body is going to do what the human body does, and it's going to say, well, I'm a guy. I have XY chromosomes. I'm not supposed to have a hole there. And so it's, it progressively tries to heal itself over. It's disgusting what these people are doing to themselves. And then, of course, whenever it comes to women, it's not much better in that case either. They have a whole process. They got to chop stuff up, slice things to bit, bits. They have to go and harvest tissue, oftentimes from the forearm of the woman that they're trying to give this fake penis to. Then they have this horribly deformed forearm. They have this weird, bizarre pseudo-penis hanging between their legs. By the way, for both sexes, they virtually lose all sexual function for the rest of their lives. Never being able to have another orgasm, never being able to have anything of that nature, because the, the, the brain is still wired correctly. Your brain still thinks you have a penis, even though you have an axe wound. So you know how, like, 
you might have ghost limb syndrome if you chopped off an arm or if you lost a finger or anything like that. When you're missing a limb, your brain doesn't really fully understand that, and it, it thinks you still have it. Well, for men who chop off their wiener, they still feel like they have a wiener. They have ghost wiener syndrome. When they get aroused, they still think that they're getting aroused in, in the way that a man does. These are people who have irreparably damaged and mutilated their bodies never to be the same again. They will never have a functioning sex life ever again in their entire lives. Don't tell me that, <laughs> that that's the freedom that the boys fought and died for throughout. You know, great men and women have fought and died to preserve freedom in this nation for the longest time. Don't tell me that's what they had in mind. Don't, don't even pretend. Don't, don't lie to yourself. And take this weird, goofy, libertarian stance and say, Well, I tell you what. If I'm not free to chop off my own penis while I'm in a severely, you know, depleted state of mind, then I'm not free at all. Yes, you are. You're free to do all kinds of stuff. But as a society, we shouldn't allow a doctor. This is where it really all comes to a crux for me. We shouldn't be allowing doctors to go and do that to someone that they know is not in a sound state of mind. And by the way, no one in a, in a sound state of mind is going to go to the doctor and have them put an axe wound in their leg. This shouldn't be a procedure that any hospital in the entire country is legally allowed to do to somebody, no matter the age. I don't care if you're 25 or if you're 5. Neither of you should be getting this, particularly children, because, you know, they're the most innocent. They, they deserve to be protected more than anyone else. But you know who else deserves to be protected, sometimes even from themselves? Mentally ill people. I mean, where do we stop? If we allow someone to just, who's in a, you know, clearly uh, it, having mental issues, in a less than sound state of mind, if we allow them to mutilate their own body, what's next? Euthanasia? Are we going to allow the doctors to go and kill these people? Assisted suicide? Are they going to be able to go into the doctor's office and say, hey, doc, you know, um, I, I'm extremely suicidal. I, can you just give me a bunch of morphine and knock me out? Can you just kill me? Can you just overdose me with some sort of a drug? Because after all, they're free. And if I don't have the freedom to kill myself with the assistance of a doctor, then I'm not free at all. Do you see how silly that sounds? If I don't have the, the freedom to chop off my own penis with the assistance of a doctor, then I'm not free at all. No, sometimes we take people who have serious mental health crises and we protect them from themselves. We tell them, hey, listen, I love you, man, but I'm not going to help you do this to yourself. I'm not going to help you chop off your own genitals. That's completely insane. Why would we allow that to continue in a society? So yes, it's a great start. I'm 100% in support of all of the pieces of legislation that aim to protect these innocent kids. We gotta keep them safe from these demon doctors, the LGBTQAI mafia. They're really pushing this on the kids because they can't reproduce. That's what this is. That's, that's my thought, at least. They can't reproduce. The only way to reproduce, I suppose, if you will, is to indoctrinate, to groom kids, and, and to convince them that this is the way to go. There's also a lot of you know, compounding health issues and mental health things and, and stuff like that. So anyways, that's my thought. They, they want to make a lot of money, the doctors do, and they want to push this kind of stuff on kids because you can't reproduce naturally. So anyways, that's my, uh, that's my two cents. Let me know what you think about that. You can always feel free. Shoot me an email. You, you can actually email me at, uh, do, my, do my radio show address, victor at 
realtalk933.com. If you ever have any questions, concerns, or a podcast suggestion, some sort of a subject you'd like me to cover, you can also tune in every single weekday to the Victor Nieves Show Radio Edition. It's live every single day, 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time on the Real Talk Radio Network. We have a link. I have uh, We have an app, excuse me. I have links and stuff in, in all of my social media bios. But until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless.